Hello and welcome to the first ever Lost a Step podcast. Um, my name is Mike Marcone, and when this uh, idea came to my head, I guess I'm credited with this idea. I don't really know why. Um, I wanted to talk about sports on a podcast, just like everybody else in 2021, 2022. Uh, I thought, who would I rather uh, speak with than two of my good friends, uh, Max Khan and Tom Pinto? And our producer Mark John DeStefano. Uh, welcome, guys, to the show. Our show, all three of us, and four of us, actually, I should say. Um, so I guess we could get right into it. Um, the main story that we're going to talk about today, and Tom Pinto, I know this uh, touches your heart deeply. Uh, oh yeah, the lockout, man. What's going on with the MLB? Talk to me about it. So um, I guess with two sides of a lockout, with nobody being able to come to an agreement, yeah, you, uh, you have to take a side, right? You either got to take the owner's side or you got to take the player's side. Um, I, in this situation, am leaning more towards the side of the players. And I'll tell you why. Um, I don't think their demands are unreasonable. I think an agreement would have came if, you know, they came 90% of the way. Um, after the last two collective, bar, uh, collective agreements, um, the players felt that they were very disrespected and they are making it very clear that they're not that like that this like, that's not going to happen again. And if the owners aren't aware that the players are serious, they are serious now. Um, I think that's so, their, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Just so in terms of being disrespected and everything, to be honest with you, like I'm a baseball fan, I'm a Yankees fan. I watch Yankees games when I can, but. Uh, I would say that the the sport that I follow the least, like the ins and the outs and all the details is is baseball. So when you say that the players are are feeling disrespected from the last uh, bargaining agreement, it, like what specifically are they pissed about? Like what do they need to change in so, order for this so, to get going? So one thing that is is a big point of emphasis is that the players are so upset or needed to be changed that, in the beginning of their contracts that they make. Now, when I say next to no money for, you know, they're making money, but they're not making the money for a professional athlete. Think about this. In his first three seasons, which is two seasons in 19 and 21, and the COVID season of 2020, Mets first baseman Pete Alonso made a total of $1.5 million in those three years. In right. winning the home run derby, in 19 and 21, he took home $2 million. Now, I'm no economic savant, but that's not right. Something there needs to change. And the players are right. Because that's you fair. Know, that's fair. You know, he, he made an average of about a little over $500,000 a year the first three years of his baseball career. Now, I'm not, I'm not advocating that, you know, it should be 25, 30 million at the beginning. But for the mm -hmm. better players, that that's not that's not professional athlete money today. I'm I'm sorry, it's not right. And I think that they are absolutely right that that needs to change because there's there's so, something fundamentally wrong with that. Really quick, so just in terms of the lockout and the details of that, when did when did like this was this anticipated before the end of last season that this was going to happen? Did the, everybody kind of know? And then when did it actually start? Like, Hey, this is, this is the, it. We're um, done. Until I believe you in uh, the beginning of December, uh, Manfred said that, um, that the owners had officially locked out the players and then mm -hmm. the negotiations started throughout the winter. 
Um, there was kind of a little bit of hope last week because the deadline was Monday. But then they said, okay, now we're going to push it to Tuesday. Yeah. We need like another 24 hours. And then they kind of got everybody excited. Hey, something, you know, something might be around the corner here. We might be onto something. And then right. um, that fell through too. So also another thing to remember, a lot of the owners, um, especially in colder climates in April, have made it public that they don't really mind losing games in April because of bad weather and poor attendance. And some of the players are thinking, yeah, you don't mind losing games in April? Okay, we'll see how mad you get if you lose games in May. Right. Um, and Yeah, they. I, I would say they hold all the cards at this point, right? It's not like yeah, you can just get a bunch and, of guys that are going to come out. And... You know, I, I, I respect the, the unification of the players' union, especially the older guys. Max Scherzer has been out in the forefront for this. He's made over a quarter billion dollars in his career. He's fighting That's why he doesn't care guys. if he sits. He's fighting for guys 20 years younger than him. Yeah. No, which I think he, that's he's, huge. He's, and I think, I, I think, I think they that's have very, to... I think that's very admirable. I think that there's stand and you know, I, I am a proud New York city teacher union member. So I relate to unions on that, on the same way, you know, baseball and yeah. teachers a lot different, but I, I, I respect the, the very unified front that they are taking. I do. Right. I agree with that. And, uh, I guess, before I before I continue, I just, I had one question for you. But Max, did you have anything in regards to? I know you're a Yankees fan, proud Yankees fan. Um, yeah. So I feel like for me, I, I guess I'm more on more with you on uh, I guess fan or our fanhood where it, it doesn't go maybe to the certain extent as as Tom with baseball. Um, I like to know like when the games are going to start. So like right mm -hmm. now, this is like this stuff to me, like, I hate this uh, stuff. I hate that it ever has to happen. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't understand it. It doesn't like none of it makes sense to me. So I'm like, I just, I just want to watch. And we baseball. all just love That's everybody. All I care about. <laughs> yeah. So I know it's not that simple, um, but, but I like, I like getting an alert saying lockouts over. They have first game starting on this day. And I'm like, okay, that's when I'll be watching the Yankees, yep. you know, opening day. And, uh, and that's when I enjoy baseball, but all this stuff with, with any sport, I, I just feel like it's hard for me to follow. I, I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm going to say one yeah. more thing. I know that a lot of arguing always goes back and forth that baseball can't have a salary cap. I think it's nonsense. I think it's baloney. Look in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys can spend the same amount of money as the Jacksonville Jaguars. It works. So here's my question. Here's my question. This is what I was going to bring up though, Tom. How many, how many players are on a professional baseball roster? How many players? On, on the, the major and minors to get, you can have the, 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 the day-to-day -day major league roster is 26, but there's 40 okay. guys on a roster at that have okay. like a major league contract. So then how many, well, how many teams, like the, the Yankees, obviously, you know, they, they have the Yankees and then they pay their minor league teams and then, right. and then whatever which else. Is, which, so there's... Is, which is, which is still going on people. You can still go root for your minor league ball club. The minor leagues are still going on starting as planned business. As so usual. I guess the only thing that I like, I, I, I agree with you completely that the players, some players, you know, don't get what they deserve in terms of their salaries. I agree with that. But don't you think it's a little bit harder as a baseball organization when you have all these teams underneath your umbrella that you're, you know, paying? How many players would that be? How many teams are under an umbrella? Like, 
how does yes. that work in some, terms of some call teams, ups some and teams, some teams struggle to call players but i first of all they have the luxury tax implemented and teams are scared to death to even go over the luxury tax so they yeah. kind of have like a fagazi you want to explain that like for someone as, yeah right so the, the the luxury tax is a penalty that you pay if you go over a certain amount i think i don't know the exact it's like two two ten or 215 million and if you blow past that number, you get hit with a penalty and you lose money in, in, in international bonus pool money to sign a player from another country, which all the owners covet. So like, you know, like the Yankees, like the big, bad, evil empire spending Yankees are like terrified to go over this luxury tax. So they kind of have a, a, a de facto salary cap, but not a real one. And that's my argument with football. Like the guy who owns the Carolina Panthers has 14 more billion dollars than the guy who owns the Arizona Cardinals. And it works. Yeah, it works. Jerry, yeah, Jones, no, I, can't give, Jerry Jones can't give any more money for someone to come to Dallas. He can't. I, if we, I think um, that's important to bring up. Yeah. Real, real quick. I know we were talking about um, earlier, the, uh, a tweet that was sent out. If I, I know we probably don't have a lot of time, but if, can can one of you guys talk I about this like right. proposal rule <laughs> yeah, changes? I got it. Yeah. So um, today, the MLB and the Players Association agreed to ban shifts. Which, hallelujah! I am, you know, I know people say, well, they're professional baseball players; they can hit the other way. Yeah, they could, I'm, but I'm I with you on that. I'm with you on and that. And I'm glad that they're gone. I'm or whatever capacity they're going to be gone in. I like it. A a pitch clock doesn't really make that much of a difference to me. 19 seconds, 14 seconds, whatever. Um, larger bases, I don't know what that does. Um, seems kind of just, you know, nothing that serious. Um, Union also rejected robo-ums for 22 and 23. Um, I think that those are going to come at some point. Uh, maybe I definitely think they will. I think yes, it's absolutely. coming. In... It's coming. One, one good just example and – just just right before we move on um one really good example of like that kind of technology in soccer and especially in like europe they utilize um var so it's like the video assistant referee to review any sort of calls and stuff like that which is obviously being implemented in in all sports now but um there's goal line technology and now in soccer like the entire ball has to cross the line in order for it to be out of bounds or considered a goal and the referee actually has a watch and there's like a tracker on the ball and if it comes within this close of going over, but doesn't go over the ref's watch doesn't vibrate, but if it goes over, it does. And that's how you call a goal. So yeah. little things that's like all, that yeah. just it's shows that it works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, just before we move on final thoughts. Um, I know Tom, you said you're on the player's side. I tend to agree with you. Um, I would, I think Max kind of said the same thing, although he, he basically just says he baseball. We want to play. Yeah. I mean, when, when it, in sports, I guess with this type of stuff, I always tend to be like, I feel like it's hard to go with the owners, even with the players, the players that do make a lot of money. It's just, I feel like it's hard to, to side with the owners. Um, so, so yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you guys on that. Yeah. I just want to watch, man. I just, I just want to watch it happen. I want to watch Yankees games. I, I want I, some sunflower yeah. seeds and exactly. Yeah. Maybe I have to go to games, yeah. plan it, plan a stadium trip. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. ready to go. Cool. So we're in agreement. Mm -hmm. All right. On to the next topic, boys. Uh, as you know, I'm sure you all know, 
uh, Coach K. His little uh, riding off into the sunset didn't go as planned. Uh, his last game at home, I don't know why he scheduled it against UNC. He yeah, should have pulled the next game. He didn't play school yeah. to blind and just blown him out Ap- by Ap- 100. Appalachian State or something. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, something. But uh, thoughts, thoughts on the, on the ceremony, thoughts on uh, his little attitude. You know, everyone just be quiet. I don't know if you guys saw that video. So um, that's that was my first. Uh, <laughs> that was exactly what I was going to talk about. Um, yeah. First of all, I've never really, I guess, after games. I've Were never you at really the game, Max? Something. Were you I, at the game? Yeah. I, yeah. I put a couple couple grand. Not far. Up, like 10,000. No, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's close by, which made it made it feel even cooler for for here. Um, but yeah, I guess. I feel like it's a weird thing when they play a game and then have like a ceremony like that. I know there's been, we've seen like halftime ceremonies. I know they did like a pregame ceremony, but I just thought that was kind of interesting that the players came out like after losing coach K obviously wasn't in, I mean, I don't know if he's ever in like, he ever seems like he's in like this amazing mood, but like he definitely, well, um, I've seen know why they, you know why they did the ceremony after the game. I mean, I know that I know why they didn't do it at halftime, probably because he's still coaching, but no, but they didn't do it pregame. It's all because of TV, because the Kansas game was uh, on before. So they didn't want to cut in the end of the Kansas game to start the ceremony first. So they did it after. I gotcha. That I mean, that does make sense. But yeah, I guess I just wanted to talk about it. So right, right after uh, the game, his first words, he said, this isn't planned. This is impromptu. And just like fans started like talking and like trying to I don't know get him going but he was like no like we didn't play well enough and like I just thought I just thought that was interesting to see that emotion I like got a little scared I was like I feel like he's like yelling at me but um, I thought that was kind of cool to like see him do that and like this is supposed to be like a ceremony celebrating him and he's like talking about the game so I just thought that was kind of interesting but I mean I I thought it was kind of cool I got a little emotional I'm not the biggest coach K fan but I think someone like that we've seen around our whole lives. So it, it's kind of cool uh, to watch that. And, and it's hard not to get emotional for, for someone like that. Yeah. I think I would agree with that. Like I'm, I'm, I like, I enjoy college basketball. I, I trend towards Syracuse university. Just, I grew up obviously in Rochester and there's been a lot of Syracuse fans and I root for them. So I, I don't like UNC. I don't like Duke. I'm not, I'm not like a coach K fan, but you have to respect him. Like I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I respect the fact that he is an unbelievable football player. And I respect coach K in the sense that he is an unbelievable basketball coach. Um, Coach K knows how to win, but he has no idea how to lose. And I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was last year during COVID when they lost that game. I, I don't even remember who they played. But a student reporter from Duke asked him, you know, what's your future plan or what's your plan moving forward with this team, like for next week or whatever. And he just like snapped at the kid. He's like, what's your major? What's your major at Duke? What if you had a test? And I asked you what your plan was after it was the hardest test. And I just, uh, these people came out and yeah, yeah, they wanted to see a basketball game, but this is your last home game. They came out to see you. They came out to see, to honor you, to celebrate you. And I just think you got to be a little bit more professional as a human being in that moment and kind of just, yeah, you lost, you've lost before, but be a man about it, deal with it in the locker room, talk to your team. But when people are coming out and they want to hear you talk and thank them and thank the school and do all this stuff, I think you just got to be a little bit kinder in my opinion, but maybe that's just me. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think his speech was was great. I think his public speaking might need a, a little bit of work. I mean, I guess he's whatever. After fifty years of 70, 78 years old, I I did not think that his public speaking in front was was great. Um, I am no uh, Duke fan. Um, I, I I really don't feel one way or the other that he's gone. Um, I think he's gonna you know take this last run that he has as serious as, as any chance that he, I mean, they have a good team. They came in fourth in the country um, ranked yesterday. Um, We all know that in the first round, it's going to be in like Columbia, South Carolina, and they're (laughs) going to be like the, they're going to be like the two seed. You know, we already know how that goes. Um, I thought I, you you know what I thought um, the best part was all the alumni that, that were there. 81 I thought that was cool. And a, a lot of yeah. players from our generation that we know that we've watched for um, a, a very, very long time. Couldn't figure out why Zion wasn't there because, you know, he doesn't play basketball anymore. He, he kind of just, you know, sits around and we don't know what his deal is. I, I was a little well, surprised. The only reason there. the only reason he ever showed up to Duke in the first place is because they were paying him to be there. So now that they're not, <laughs> he probably I, didn't want to come. <laughs> I, I, I was actually, so my wife and I were watching it and I, I said to her, I said, do you think like, does, are there players that like, didn't like him that like, cause I, I was thinking I was watching, I was like, there's probably some guys players there. Yeah. Yeah. And like 81, they said, do, did they get invited or they just like, I, I'm just curious, like how that works. And then also like, are there guys that, I mean, you coach that many players, you're, you know, all those teams throughout your life. Um, there's going to be people that probably don't like you, but I was kind of curious, like, are there some like big time, like stars, like NBA stars or past stars that like, you don't hear, I don't hear stories, I guess, about no. guys like getting into it with coach K or like leaving on a bad note. So I was kind of curious about that to see um, if anyone knew, like, yeah, if, if there no, was a, a good point out there. I'm I trying wondered, to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look up. at, um, I'm, I'm trying to well, look at former players that that like former really good players that weren't right. there. Well, and while we're on the subject of Coach K, oh, did you have something, Max? No. So I I just want to say add quick um, when Tom said like one way like it doesn't affect him too much one way or the other with him leaving. For me, as like a pretty big college basketball fan, especially now where I live uh, in the Triangle with just a lot of big schools around here, um, and you you kind of know a lot of people from whether you work with people that went to UNC and Duke, stuff like that. Um, I feel like the rivalry with coach K gone and Roy Williams left, like it just, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see like what that's like. Cause even without Roy Williams, it's like a little different. So now without Roy Williams and coach K, like yeah. it just, I don't know. It just There's doesn't no have bite to it people. anymore. So like coach K has been there so long that like, again, that's been like when we've been alive, like, that UNC Duke rivalry, that's been a big part of it. And Roy Williams was there for a long time. So like, it's, it's going to be interesting. Like next year, John Shire, Hubert Davis, like there's, there's nothing that, I don't know to me, like it, it loses a lot of luster. So we'll see how yeah. that goes. But um, did you, if he, did you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mike, I'm saying if he wasn't there and I don't think he was, I'm looking at the list here of former, you know, of the top of the top players. I didn't see uh Luel Deng there. I didn't, I didn't either. Yes. Um, after that, he's probably of, of this list I have um, 
in front of me, the best player of that group that, that wasn't there. I also, um, Greg Paulus coaches at Niagara. Yes. Um, yes. He, w- he wouldn't be there, I guess. Cause right. so I like, he would be a big right. name that probably would be there. I'm guessing. I, I don't think there's anything maybe bad he's there, a, but maybe he's yeah. maybe a little times a coach now. Let me see. I no, not a coach. I haven't but heard that. I, in a uh, while. <laughs> I'm telling you uh, one thing. I wanted like Elton Brand or Carlos Boozer just to punt Grayson Allen like halfway to Capitol Hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Con, you brought up uh, Shire, the replacement. Did you guys hear about the little, uh, little? I don't know if it's a scandal. Did you guys no. hear about what went down no. with that? So uh, Duke actually wanted to hire uh, the former Duke player, uh, and he coaches at Harvard. Uh, what's his last name? Like Amaker? Tommy Amaker? Or... Okay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But Coach K, apparently, according to like, a reporter for sports illustrated or whatever. He came out and said and wrote like an article coach K called him and told him not to take the job and that he wanted Shire to take over for him. So Duke wanted to hire a former Duke player who played for coach K and they were going to hire him until coach K intervened and said, don't take this job. I want this guy. And then they hired him or they're hiring, which to me, why does he have that power? Does that mean he's going to have some sort of higher up role within the university? What's he going to do? We'll find out. I don't know. To me, I, that just sounded a little bit strange, but maybe not. Thoughts? Nothing. A little odd, but um, you know, these things happen in in college sports. So I can't say the story like that surprises me. I was going to say it doesn't surprise me. Um... But yeah, I guess they were so set on him to actually, they offered him, they offered him the position and coach K had to call him and say, don't take this. I'm hiring this guy, even though it's not my place to do that. I don't know. Interesting to me, but we move on. Final thoughts. Anything good? Cool. I hope, I hope hope Duke doesn't win the whole thing, but that's, that's all I I would, I would tend to agree with you there. (laughs) So, uh, Next topic, boys, uh, college football, expanding, not expanding. As of right now, um, they voted no. They're sticking with the four teams. Khan, I know this uh, This was kind of your area. You wanted to talk about this a little bit, so take it away. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm surprised that certain conferences voted no because it seems like it would benefit them to want more teams in because some of these conferences, um, I guess like the Pac-12, it school or a conference that doesn't see a lot of i don't know i'm trying to think of like when they when they got in last um unless i'm just blanking on someone but like usc obviously hasn't been where it was you know back in the liner and bush days and pete carroll um i guess orion was in it at one point but yeah i think um i'm kind of surprised because i think it would benefit uh a lot of a lot of schools in, in like a conference like that, um, or at least a couple of schools, but I I'm all for like, I'm, I'm for expanding. I love, I'm not a huge college football fan, but like, I, I like, and I really enjoy watching the college football playoff. And so when they have those games, those two games on, and then the final like championship, I watch that. So I think a lot of people would probably be in the same boat as me. where like 
to me, like the bowls, even the hot, like the bigger bowls, I, I really don't care at all. Like, yeah. even if it's watching a, a top prospect, I, re- I really don't care. So I think you need like, to do the people in the stands because there's like 200. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, well, expanding, I think would only be, would be a great thing for like, not the, I guess the most extreme college football fan. But wouldn't, doesn't expanding make sense? for the NCAA, wouldn't it bring in, you know, obviously bigger games, more, more viewers, more attendance, like bigger sponsors. Don't you, doesn't that make sense? I I, I don't understand why it's like this, this crazy concept that, Oh no, we can't, I don't know. It just, it it blows my mind that it hasn't been done yet because in my mind you, you get, you get good teams. There's teams that deserve it every single year. And there's teams in the conversation that, that for some reason just aren't allowed to play and, and it bothers me. So I, I agree with you, Con. I think I am, I am in favor of it. I think, I think if it doesn't happen in the next five years, something's wrong. I, there's yeah. something going on. Yeah. I feel like I, again, like not being a huge fan of it. I'm, I don't know if I'm missing something, but it just seems like there should, like, there's nothing that would sit like, why would you be against it? I guess. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious to like know more details and things like that. Um, and again, I guess I just don't care enough to like <laughs> really look into that too much, but I would be all for them expanding. Yeah. Pinto, did you have thoughts on that? I know again, you're not definitely not a huge college football fan, but I would be, I would be lying if I said I watched maybe 10 minutes of college football this year. What about so the playoff, the playoff doesn't not at all Cincinnati no. Alabama even like a matchup like that? I was away during those games. I was in California. Uh, I was on vacation for the two semis. The championship game I watched the Knicks against I think Sacramento um, instead. So something something I have heard is people say like why would I want to see you know say say it was just a one verse 12 or something. I don't know again, exactly how they would do it, but say it's the one verse 12. If they go to 12 teams, like the one's going to kill that 12 team. Well, I, I love seeing like a possible upset. Like, even if there's just a chance, like why yeah. not, why not give it a chance? Um, Cincinnati versus Alabama this year. No, I don't think anyone really thought Cincinnati was going to win, but like it was somewhat of a close game, kind of a boring it was game, a game, but but I think a lot of people tuned in, like hoping maybe Cincinnati would somehow, you know, pull it off. And so I think that's why I'm for expanding. Whereas maybe people are like, we don't really care. We don't want to see a team just get killed, um, just play one game and get killed. So that's the only thing. Yeah, I Yeah, think it's like they put that team up against Alabama or Clemson or Georgia yeah. and they lose by like 45, 50 on national. Exactly. TV. Probably not, yeah. a, you know. And I, in an ideal world, you wouldn't want that to happen, but we'll see how it goes. Right. All right. So final thoughts on that. I think we're all in agreement. Um, you know, we want that to happen. It's just, well, Pinto doesn't really care. Apparently he'd rather watch the next lose. Um, how many, <laughs> oh, how many did, points did Julius Randle have did, that game? Double, double Julius Randle, double, double. Um, no, nah, he had a bad January. I wouldn't, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. They're playing in like 10 minutes. By the way, did you guys see how the Knicks lost on Friday? 
Was that was that the Heat the, game? Buzzer beater by Cam Johnson at the at the buzzer. Oh no, I didn't. Alec I Burks, saw, Alec I, Burks I saw the highlight. The free throw. He came down. He banked in a three as as uh, as uh, time expired. Just just uh, absolutely brutal. Let the record show. I was hot on the Knicks for a little bit, especially Julius Randle. He kind of went on a tear. Um, they are now banned from my FanDuel account. I am not placing any money on the Knicks ever again. What is unless they? Why, what is money. with like FanDuel and the Knicks? Because I feel like that's all uh, I see on like because, Twitter. It's always like you got to bet on the Knicks to get these like bonus things. Oh uh, well, no. So there's there's promos and there's boosts and stuff like that. But the biggest the biggest thing that it, Julius Randle should average a double double, and the Knicks. Pinto, your mic's not working. And the Knicks should win more, way more games than they do, but they 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 blow twenty five point leads and have a point guard. They shut, have been having uh, a point guard. They don't need Mark a point guard. Pinto. They, Pinto, I'm talking about the games that they're up. I don't know why we're talking about this right now, but I'm talking about the games that they're up twenty five <laughs> points and blow a lead. They don't need a point guard at that point. Because they need pride. In, they okay, need pride. No, 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 no. You need someone to run an offense at the end of a game. The Knicks don't have that. Well, who was running the offense that gave them a 25-point lead? Look, but you have to play a full just, 48 just, minutes. Whoa, that's whoa, my point. I, have some I pride. With you. Whoa, whoa. I, I can't talk about the Knicks right now. We got our Knicks segment going. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. We'll, hey, hey, we'll talk they, about it later. Um, just, will I stay up to watch the entire game tonight? They start in yes. 10 minutes. Will I stay yes, up? Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I was going to put money on the game, but then I realized it was the Knicks, so we'll see. Uh, while we're on the topic of NBA, boys, if oh, you don't yeah. mind, uh, we have a little segment that uh, we're kind of going to bring up our top uh, favorite, you know, top three, top five of whatever the category is. Um, we, we talked about this, and I don't know who brought it up. Was it Max? I don't remember. This was, uh, this was Tom. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we're going to talk about our, our top three 90s jerseys, NBA 90s jerseys. Um, so, Penzo, you're first on my list here. And none of and none yeah. of us are actually wearing one. No, I am. no, no, no. <laughs> By the way, for all you young kids listening, if you want to see why the NBA was better in the 90s, look at the jerseys. That's number one. Okay, we're going to start. All of you young the- kids. Every single <laughs> We're gonna young kid watching. With the, with the so, Phoenix Suns, the Charles Barkley 90s Phoenix Suns jerseys, a finals appearance in those jerseys, those purple jerseys with the exploding orange sun, absolute thing of beauty. Interesting that choice of words there. Too. Classic. Absolute classic. They, even even uh, the black alternate one, which isn't my favorite, is not terrible, but the purple one is is absolutely beautiful. Uh, number two is the jazz, the white one, the purple one with the mountains in the background, those great mm-hmm. finals games against the bulls in, uh, in those jerseys. Those are, and, 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 and you look at what the jazz are now with like that yellow and orange and it's just God awful. Yeah. Not a oh, fan. No one yeah, has, no, no team has dropped more in their jerseys than the Utah jazz. No, <laughs> no team. team. They, they fell off a cliff. They fell off a mountain, right? Because you got the mountains in the jerseys. Hey, you like what I did there. You like what I did there. More, hey, then, you're more than just a pretty face, Tom. You're, you're smart, man. That was witty. And uh, number one, um, the Toronto Raptors. 
Um, just a, a all-time great jersey. The Vince Carter, the Tracy McGrady's, the white and the per- – you know, sometimes people don't gravitate towards the white jersey. They like whatever this, the other road color is. But those white jerseys are so clean, too. Clean, um, clean. You know, and it was – it was it was the jerseys that started the franchise. It wasn't like their third or fourth jersey down the road. The team came in the league in '96, and they made such a big splash and became so popular instantaneously because those jerseys were so sharp. Uh, Max, I think you and I should start these segments off and let Tom talk because he just brought a lot of a lot of flair and flavor to that. Yeah, I don't have as much I to feel say. Like I was gonna say I don't think I have that kind of. Uh passion about 90s jerseys but if you want i can i can try and give it a go um, we'll, if you we'll want to go best. next just list them honestly just just list them as fast as you can <laughs> you want. so so I'll, I'll go quick through them but but my first one um you know number three is vancouver grizzlies i don't know if it's because it's vancouver i don't know if it's because it's the color is like a jersey color i've never seen before with like the teal? is it teal, teal we call is it teal? that teal is it teal okay but I like think, you don't yeah. see that very often, and then I don't know if it's the way Grizzlies is written, but I think it's just the like, font. He likes the, the font. Big, yeah, Vancouver's not. You know, they're not a. You know, former stylist reporter, Vancouver by the Grizzlies way, Max. Con- Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I I think I just a combination of those things. Um, number two is Bulls. So I'm actually going to switch it up here, Mike. I know you have uh, maybe possibly the bulls on your list i'm going with just classic red michael you know michael jordan you see it it's just so i feel like it's so plain that i like i love it um yeah but i think of the yeah, 90s here's the one problem that's the same jersey they have now it, so it has i don't think it's exa- like i don't think it's exa- well that's why I that's like the that's the point it's too. it's it doesn't it hasn't had to evolve because that, it's so that's perfect. what class that's what classic means, Pinto. Yeah. Class is permanent, man. So, so Mike, um, I, I'll just talk to you because Pinto uh <laughs> Pinto wants to put down my my jerseys. But um so so yeah, so I think when you think of like 90s bull, like that's just like that's the jersey I think of that red. I I had a Michael Jordan jersey, so you know, there's that too. Um, yep. but yeah, so the bulls are my number two, and then number one, which may be one that a lot of people probably wouldn't think of. But the Atlanta Hawks, I'm looking at their it's it's like a hmm. blended where the red comes up from the shorts. I can look that up. There's you're doing a this. huge hawk covering the middle of the jersey, holding okay. a basketball with hawks over it. And I what think year? it's the colors, but it's also I, I just put in, you know, 90s yeah, should you, come up. Look at the Kenny Matumbo Steve, jersey. I'll I got tell you Steve one thing. Smith, I got Steve Smith repping it on my computer, but the Knicks absolutely rolled through the Hawks in the '99 playoffs. In oh, I see what you're saying, Mike. Do you rem- do you know if I asked if um who who rolled over the the Hawks in the '99 playoffs? That's what I, I, I think didn't of hear you when ask I that. that. That's what I think of when it's I see that. It's not in the chat jersey. either. So okay, that's fair, Pinto. That's fair, but yeah, Pinto. So this I is Max's I, time. You're taking away from his time. <laughs> you can I love. Uh, I'm not stopping you. No, no. We need to make this like around the horn or whatever it is, so I can mute you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I really do like the, the Hawk, uh, across the whole Jersey, um, a little intimidating in my opinion. I, I wouldn't want to play them on like, I guess the, the 99 Knicks, but yeah. So that's, that's my Big top three, Hawk. a little, a little different, um, switching it up. Yeah. Uh, con one question quick, uh, the red, the red bulls Jersey, are you talking with the bulls on it? Or are you talking with like the, the Chicago and like the cursive? 
Oh, that's a good question. Well, the Chicago cursive is from the 80s, so it's it's I was no. gonna say I'm looking at the Bulls yes. Bulls Chicago across the cursive wrong. is from the 80s, yes. Well, when I look up nineties Bulls jersey, that's a that's uh, I'm showing a no the cursive comes up. is the eighties. Not according to Google, and I don't know if no. Google's ever been wrong. <laughs> They're lying. I just don't know. I trust you about a lot of things, Tom. 90s jerseys still up in the air. Unless you're talking about from China, then you're an expert. We should sure. get an ad up. Uh, anyway, so <clears throat> two of mine, you guys already talked about. Uh, the Suns. The Bulls, for me, I'm going to go a little bit different than UConn. So, sorry, Suns was three. Two for me is Bulls. Something about the pinstripes. I'm a Yankees fan. The Bulls, the black jersey with the white pinstripes and, like, the red accents. Whew. Sheesh, as the kids would say. Uh, to me, that that is just it's so good. It is so good. Well, that's the that's the '90s jersey that they stopped wearing when Michael Jordan retired. So that is the quintessential Bulls '90 jersey. The one that Max said isn't. Is this guy okay? <laughs> if listen, He's, if hey. this segment was called our top three '90s jerseys that canceled because they whatever and stopped wearing it and didn't evolve then this would be your time to pitch in okay but right now i'm talking so anyways that jersey to me very passionate about 90s jerseys apparently i've we've never talked about this before until now um the bulls one is just super clean it's nice tom i don't care what you think about it i don't care what you have to say for me it's number two uh number one i i cannot believe you guys and i'm gonna pull it up on my phone I cannot believe you guys did not add the Denver Nuggets jersey with it's like it's blue. It's got the gold uh, shoulders and like accents. It's got the mountains, like the rainbow, the numbers right here. It is sick. It is so cool. If I was taking a jumper and someone put their hand in my face, I'd be staring right at that jersey distracted and I would brick every time. Um, Why would I want to add something mediocre for my number one? Is is he all right? (laughs) He's fired oh up. Oh my goodness. I don't know. This to me, his, to me, I this think this was his topic. So I mean so the Rockets jersey is better than that. The Sonics jersey is better than that. The my the heat jersey really? is better than that. Yeah. Am I crazy? I think are we, are. are we talking about the same jersey? If I do this, I know exactly what jersey you're talking about. No uh, I, I love the so sick. I think it's I think cool it's with the, the city in there. And I yeah, I think the colors maybe is what getting Pinto, like just all the different colors. Like it's just a lot maybe for them. Yeah, but... it's like the Houston Astros, like rainbow jersey. It's just terrible. It should but... never be worn again. Which those are Mike's favorite baseball jerseys. So uh, no way. Are you messing with me? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I don't think they're similar at all. I think it's completely different. Anyways. Agree to disagree. I'm right. You're wrong. Khan's more right than you as well. If <laughs> if you. Mark pitched in, he'd be more right than you. Um, True. And that's just all I have to say about that. So, okay, on to the... <laughs> come on. Classic movie. We'll talk about that at, uh, maybe another segment. Uh, so, off NBA, next subject. Pinto's favorite time of year, I think, except for hockey playoffs and... NBA oh, playoffs, and, playoffs year, and wiffle baby. ball season and intramurals season. And Tom just loves sports. So anyways, but besides great that, time of the year for him. Yeah. But besides all those, other, other, other than that. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening, um, Pinto runs the largest uh, bracket pool, this side of the Mississippi. Um, 
He's wanted right. in 16 states for tax fraud, tax evasion. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, March Madness, Tom. March Madness. Um, more specifically, the conference tournaments, obviously, um, major, major factor. And obviously deciding who goes through, who, who gets the bids, all that stuff. So uh, lay it on me, boys. Thoughts. What are we thinking this year? Oh, you start, Max. Go ahead. So I think I'm... I'm looking at the one seeds. So it seems like Gonzaga basically has, has a one seed locked up. Um, locked Arizona up. is, is up there. And then it's basically like Kansas who uh, beat Texas Duke. in overtime yesterday. Baylor. So Duke, I, Auburn. I think I don't see Duke even, even if they win the ACC tournament in a down ACC this year, after that UNC loss, I don't, I don't see them getting a one seed, but I do see Auburn, Baylor, Kansas. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on those teams um, in their tournaments, you know, maybe an early loss and things change. Um, but I, but I'm keeping an eye on those um, Kentucky and the sec uh, Auburn, those two teams could potentially meet up. Um, so, so I'm, I'm really excited. I think there's going to be some really good conference tournaments. It's tough because I love the actual tournament so much. And I'm like, so excited for that, that I'm like, kind of want it to be there already, but at the same time, like conference tournament week is so much fun to watch games start at 12, you know, starting usually on like Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and, and they get some good games, you know, Thursday through the weekend. So I'm just really Lucky excited nice to, to work from home. You can watch some of these games. I mean, yeah, I don't, you. I don't do that, but. <laughs> Max's employer. Maybe we hope some, you're not listening. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some people do that, but, but I definitely don't. I don't have maybe <laughs> our, Yeah. You well, guys remember, Pinto, of all you, the people you, that, of all the you people that talk, like, Tom, you, you barely teach. You barely teach all day. You teach like you one class like, and then you sit in your office. You remember like uh like back in the day when they had like the you'd like have your bracket up on like CBS or whatever, and then you would yeah. click like you would click like uh like the boss, <laughs> the boss button and it would even call like a spreadsheet or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many bosses that's fooled over the, you know, like if it's like I don't know, like a like a marketing company for food, and then the spreadsheet is talking about like cars, and the guys, oh, very good, carry on. <laughs> yeah, I, I do uh, think that's like <laughs> that was so. I'm probably sitting in their offices. <laughs> They're sitting in their offices as like the CEO, and one of their employees comes in, and they have to click out of theirs too. So it's right, right, right. Yeah, we would use it in school, and like I'd be in like a class, and teacher comes up, and you put that up, and it's like. <laughs> Like we're reading about the great Gatsby. Like, why are you <laughs> this isn't Moby Dick? <laughs> oh god damn. I didn't realize. <laughs> but well, yeah, so I'm excited. Pinto, I again I know you're you're maybe more your time comes maybe the following week, but um I mean, are there any teams that like have you started to have you started to kind of study been, up a bit? Yeah, yeah, obviously, because the Knicks have been so bad. So I've I've been watching a little more recently. Um I think Purdue is a force to be reckoned with. They they can absolutely light it up. Um, and they got it. They got a. I, I like those. They are deep. Teams. They're like they're like eight, nine, yeah. ten deep. Um, you think I that think, you think they have enough to make a little bit of a I run? Think, or you think they're I just going to shock someone in the first round? And no, they're not. Well, they're going to be a high seed. Um, oh yeah, that's pro- true. probably what? probably a two. I would probably guess. two or three i would think two or three no lower than three. i was looking earlier um, yeah would that be and like kind of as um 
as good as they've been and the championships they've won. Um, I think Villanova uh, is a, can can easily make it back to the Final Four this year. I watched a couple of their games, maybe like two of their last three, and um, they impressed me. And Jay Wright's always a good coach. Yeah, and Jay Wright. He's hard I think, to root against. I think, I think, I think, I think they got a chance to to make a nice run. You know what? I was also impressed. I I can't say I've watched them a lot this year. Um, but what St. Mary's did uh, against Gonzaga last Saturday opened some eyes. It, it opened mine. Yeah, absolutely yeah. opened mine. They they played a, a heck of a game last Saturday. They're, yeah, it seems what, like whoever twenty now twenty twenty two something. Yeah, like and and it seems like whoever beat. Like whoever's that second team in Gonzaga's conference, whether it's like yeah. a BYU, it seems like they're yeah. always like kind of a sneaky tournament team. Yeah, St. Mary's is usually in the pack if they're not making it. What do they probably make it seven out of ten years? Seems uh, yeah. seems like yeah. they make it. So you know, they're no like sisters of the poor that's making it to get ready and slaughtered in the first round. Right. Uh, you know, here, here's my question. Twenty-four and six. Here's my question: Do you guys have a team, a high seed, let's say a one or a two? That you think is going to get bounced? I early. mean, I mean, conventional wisdom tells you Kansas. How many times have I picked Kansas to win my bracket, and they never do? Well, this will this will be the year that you pick them to get bounced, and they'll go all the way. Right. Um, I, I mean, I could. I would I probably. Could see... I would probably say Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I, this year, I have not kept track of anything. I, I looked the last couple of days at rankings. I've been watching games here and there, so I'm. I'm probably the least educated on this topic right now, so I'm going to let you guys talk about it. That's why I'm just asking the question. So you'd Kansas probably have a better bracket than the us. Other day. Yeah. yeah, probably. It's usually, how know, it goes, I, right? I think, um, I don't know, something about Duke, like I I could see it being like a storybook ending and then winning it all, but I could also see them losing. Like they're like if they're a three seed, I could see them losing to the 14 because they've that shown be that. Just like, just like Kansas, they've shown in the past where they've lost a first or second round game. Um, they just have had guys that haven't really had experience in the tournament and it's shown and, and they lose yeah. early. So I could see them getting bounced. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's interesting because I feel like there's so many teams that I think could win it all. And I don't think I say that every year. Um, but this year I just, I, I feel like it's really like maybe like six, five or six teams that I could see like definitely winning it all. Um, so it's, it's tough, but, uh, but yeah, I think Duke would be a team that I'd be like, on alert for but at the same time i could see them making a deep run as well so like i could see it being one either one or the other they win it all or they lose like first or second round and coach k you know has a terrible ending so i'm gonna tell you right now watch them i'm looking at the sites you know like the sites for the first round um and Mm -hmm. in the second round and all that i will tell you right now guaranteed duke is playing their first game in greenville south carolina like they get the shortest trip every year. They play within an hour of of Durham. I swear. They never yeah. have to go far for their first round. Book it. They are playing that first round in Greenville, South Carolina. Every year. I'll, every I'll year. be in Buffalo. I'll be in Buffalo. Nice. First round. Yeah. Very nice. We uh let's see. We're actually we're actually being Pittsburgh, Pinto and I uh we we got a bachelor party to go to, so um, let's go. So we're all going to be attending games. And Mark, hey. sorry, I left yeah. I left Mark yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And Mark. Um, 
Mark, who, by the way, to our viewers, Mark is claiming in our chat right now that uh, he will have the best bracket. And he called us fools. I will have the best bracket. I will have the best bracket. What's Coach K's last name? What's Coach K's last name? Coach K's last name is Winner. W-I-N-N-E-R. Winner. All right. Your mic sounds very good, Mark. Thank you. Congratulations on having a good mic. For everyone wondering, uh, I'm a technical person. And my mic wasn't working that well. We've been having some difficulties early on, and I opted to sit out of uh, this episode. But I will be back in future ones. And you know what? I know a lot about sports and types really of uh, badmintons and birdies and tennis balls. And okay, back over there, producer boy. Uh, I, I, I'm uh, I'm getting called off the stage. But uh, name three I, tennis players. Go. Uh, there's a uh, Venus and Serena Williams. That's a two <laughs> there. There's okay. Andy, Johnny McEnroe. There's, okay. Wow. There's, wow. There's name Deeds. three current tennis players. No, he, you said name three tennis. He did it. Mark is the sports right, guy. I did it. He, uh, did it. he is a guru. He is a guru. But you also real, sound great, real quick, Mark. though, can we just let it be known that John McEnroe, that's probably because of Mr. Deeds. I think <laughs> that's a good point. That's Mr. Really Deeds. Point. But we'll, but we'll An- count it. We'll Mr. Count Deeds, it. anger management. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Lots um, of lots of movies. Mark, uh, as we move on here, this is what I need you to do. I need you to Google Coach K. I want you to look at his name. And when you give me a thumbs up, I'm going to let you read it out loud. Okay. All right. So. Uh, final thoughts, boys, on March Madness, uh, brackets. I am not anything. saying that. I am not saying that. <laughs> How do you say it? Mike, Mike Krasuski. <laughs> close. But, like what is it? We're going to come back every week until you get it right. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Um, I just, I'll, all I'll say is when, when the tournament got canceled, I guess it was what, two years ago now, two years ago. Like, that, was, that was one of the worst, when I found out that was probably one of the worst days of my life. Um, yeah, so I, I, I cherish it now and I'm, I'm just really excited for it to start up. So that's all I have yeah. to say. I agree. I agree. It is, uh, although I do not follow it too much before the tournament, it is one of my favorite times of year. What one more announcement, Roger Federer, that yes. is one more tennis player. Yes. Great job. This guy is on fire. I took a little bit for Safari to load for him, but he got there. <laughs> I will win March Madness. Thank you. <laughs> quick, quick bet on air. If Mark wins March March Madness, Pinto, what do you, what does Pinto have to do? I will Ooh. give up my spot on the show, and Mark can have it. Wow. Okay. And uh, if Pinto wins March Madness, what does Mark have to do? I don't know. Hello, Mark. That what affects, will you do? Shave your head? Mark has to shave his head. Uh, you got to pay me a lot of money to, to do that, boys. I'm not shaving the, your head. All right. Th- this is how the money is. We'll talk made, about it. You know? That's crazy. All right. We'll come back uh, next week and we'll talk maybe about some some bets for March Madness. I think that'll get interesting. So, I like it. <clears throat> another segment, our last segment, I think, for the day. Um, we're going to talk about some stories that you may have missed. And this, this was brought up. Uh, this was an idea formed by Pinto. I think it's a really good idea. I think we're going to try to keep it to like professional sports and everything, but there are some stories looming out there. Obviously, if you turn on ESPN, you're going to get the main stuff, the gist of it, but there are some stuff or there are some stories, sorry, that, uh, kind of fly under the radar that could be interesting. So, uh, Pinto, go ahead with the first one here, which this one to me, um, this, this one I actually knew about before you brought it up, but I I think it is a good one. 
Right. So when uh, when the Super Bowl was happening, Super Bowl halftime show specifically, and all of us at home were watching the Super Bowl halftime show, um, Evan McPherson, Cincinnati's great rookie kicker, uh, maybe the MVP of the playoffs if the Bengals had won, um, was watching as well. He was on the sideline watching the halftime show while the rest of the team was in the locker room. Uh, special teams coordinator Darren Simmons was quoted saying it's a real sore subject. Now, he did not miss um, an extra point or a field goal, uh, never even got the chance to tie the game. I was kind of hoping that he did at the end, at least to have a chance to tie it. But he, he didn't. He did nothing wrong. He had no faults the rest of the game. But big deal or no that he was outside watching the game when he didn't even miss a kick. The rest of the game, big deal or not? I'm leaving he, it to Marcone because I think I think you'll have a a big opinion on it. I, it's not. I don't know if I if I have like a big opinion on it, but to my knowledge, he went 14 for 14 in the postseason. Right? He he hit two of the biggest kicks in the history of the Bengals franchise. And to my knowledge, from what I read about this, that was his halftime routine in college. That's what he did. He stayed out every game. He stays out. He sits on the bench. So for me, unless your kicker needs to make some huge adjustment, I get that that maybe you want him with the team. I get maybe that you want something, you know, just him being there in the locker room. But if that is what he does to prepare, to get focused, to do whatever, I don't think it matters if there's a halftime show. I don't think he sat there and said, oh, I want to watch these guys, whatever. He's absolutely dialed in. He was locked in. And for me, if that's his routine and that's what he does, he did everything he could to put you in a position to win that game to win the games before he won you games prior. For, I don't know. For me, I think it would matter if his behavior, I guess, like you said, like, was he wanting to watch like the halftime show? If was if he, he out was there like, with a drink in his hand? Like, like, so that that's kind of what, like, I know we're, we're joking with that, but like, if he was like, like kind of standing up and like, kind of like, Head bobbing head. And like, <laughs> okay. Okay. I, do you think? Do you think that, that? Honestly, do you think that Joe Burrow would let one of his teammates sit on the bench because he wanted to watch a halftime show, or do you think that he would drag his ass in the locker room? I I don't know if they even like. Do you think maybe a lot of people probably didn't even realize, or like, you know, <sighs> I don't. Would know. They know every player is in the locker room at the time. Like, I don't See know, I but I just here. think I think. I don't think it's a big deal personally, but if I was, if someone's mad about it, I don't think I'd be like, I don't think they're crazy for being upset about it just because I'm, I'm interested on like, I guess I wanted to know more. I didn't know exactly. He does that every game. If that's the thing. I feel like that's something that only like a kicker or a punter could do because you know, the offense and the defense needs to go in. Like, what are we going to get? Like a linebacker next year say, nah, man, I don't go in. (laughs) I sit out here. I collect my thoughts and then I go back out and I kill it. I don't need to hear anything from the coach. (laughs) So I feel like that's something that only a kicker could do. Yeah, I agree there. So, I just do think when if the kicker's like like I said, if if it's something where they found out like he was like getting in the show and like talking to other people and like having a good time, then it's like, okay, are you focused? I know like you're playing <laughs> well, but stage, like sang a couple songs. Yeah, like if we saw him up there, you know, with Eminem and stuff, but 
but yeah, so I mean, I don't think it's a huge deal, but I do, I could see why people would, or someone would. I agree. Yeah, I get, I get, obviously, you know, the look of it isn't great, but if you didn't want him out there and you're like, if, if he sat there and a coach came up to him and said, get in the locker room and he didn't, there's a story, right? I agree. Yeah. But if, and if he sat there and watched it, someone told him to get in, he didn't. And then he missed the kick. There's a story to me. Would I prefer him to be in the locker room? Yeah. I, your team's in there. Like you're in the Super Bowl, whatever. But if that's his routine and that's what he does and he sits there and he kind of focuses and does whatever he has to do, I don't know. To me, they're worried about the wrong things. They could have won that I, game. I'm curious like why Didn't it came do a better out. Job. I feel like it just – I heard that story like a few days ago it seems like. So I'm, I'm kind of curious why it's like a thing now and it wasn't like uh, they, right afterwards. An assistant coach was like asked about – I don't know if he was specifically asked about like a picture of Evan McPherson because there is a picture of him sitting on the bench and he's like this. I don't know if you guys There's saw that. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure an assistant coach was asked about it and he what he said was, I believe, word for word, it's still a sore subject. I got right. you. Um, so – I don't know. I wonder he, what Zach Taylor thinks. I'm kind of curious. Like, I'd be curious to just hear other people. Like, Joe Burrow, I could see being like, I don't care. But I think Joe like, Burrow would say what coach, I said. I think he'd say, look, he, he came through. He came through exactly how he needed to. He kicked. He he was 14 for 14 for us. He was locked in. He took us to the to the AFC Championship game. I don't know. Moving on. Next story. The Arizona Coyotes will play their home games um, following this season for the next three seasons with an option for the fourth at Arizona State University, which, yes, people have a hockey team and a very good one at that. So there is hockey in Arizona State. They're playing at the Arizona State University uh, Hockey Arena starting next year, an arena that holds only 5,000 spectators. The Coyotes have two land bids for Tempe, Arizona, in the meantime, for a new arena. But in the interim, is it a bad look for a professional team to play in an arena that seats 5,000 people? So um, I'm very curious. I guess, again, not being a huge hockey fan like Tom, but where do, where do the – Mike, do you know where the Coyotes play right now? Are they in Glendale. a regular? They play right across. They play right across the street from the Arizona Cardinals. In a regular yeah. arena. Yes. Yes, and they, they have don't their want own. Them there anymore. Glendale right. does not want the Coyotes anymore. They said, "You guys are out. You're gone." Okay. Yeah. So they're not renewing their their lease contract or terms or whatever right. it is. Because basically, yeah, venues have that option, and once something's right. up, they they negotiate, and if if the terms aren't met or whatever, but and. I don't know what their average attendance is. Um, I think, I think right now, I can't yeah, if you could it. look that up, if you could yeah. look that up after you unplug your mic and plug it back in, that'd be fantastic. Um, so go ahead and do that. And then, but yeah, so continue with your comment. comment. No, I, I guess. So like, as I was saying, not being a huge hockey fan, but the coyotes kind of seem like a, one of those teams that like, you don't really like no one, talks about you watch sports center you probably don't hear much about them um they haven't been 
a relevant team in a long time. They um, are 28th in attendance percentage. So, so I guess like you, you asked, is it a bad look to have, have them in? I mean, yeah, but I don't think for, for them, maybe it matters as much because I feel like they're already maybe one of the more like frowned upon teams in the NHL or just maybe in all professional sports. Maybe I'm, am I being too harsh there? Saying that? I kind of, I kind of hope that they move somewhere uh, else. I mean, the yeah, NHL I think, I think they could a, do for, I, I, I think they should move. I mean, the NHL has done a great job in some not traditional hockey places. Tampa, check. Nashville, check. This one hasn't worked. And they've been there over 20 years now. It really hasn't worked that well. And I know that being a bad team doesn't help things, but I think it's time that, that they try their luck somewhere else because it's, it's never a great fit. When the rain, I know this is the Rangers, so there's a lot of New Yorkers in Arizona. But when the Rangers play there, it might as well be a Rangers home game. And a lot of other yeah. teams travel well there when when they're the road team. Um, so, so I don't think I it's, just I don't think it's a great look. I, I think that if and I don't expect them to because they're really not good. But if they did make the playoffs next year or even the year after, to have a playoff game with five thousand people, I that just Everything about yeah. that just seems not. It will good. be a packed house, though. That I, I, I will I, say. I I, I, I don't know. Here's maybe not. Here's well, okay. So here here's the one thing I'll, I'll no, say. You, you, they they sell out a playoff game for five thousand. Looking looking this up. So you said I don't remember what you said in terms of percentage, but it looks like they're averaging. And this was in this was January. This is the end of January this year. They're averaging just over eleven thousand fans per game. The thirtieth yeah. best total in the league. Ottawa and Buffalo. Right, uh, as the only team faring worse. Right, go ahead. And percentage-wise, they're twenty-eighth. Right. So, so all I'm saying is, is in in Rochester, for example, I'm going to use what I know. Working for the Nighthawks, there there was a time where they won three championships in a row, and the Blue Cross Arena holds not that many people, but it was full and it was loud and it was like. I don't know what the right word would be. It was like intimate. Like it was like, they're right on top of you. Everyone's down on the glass. Like they find a way to fill it. And like you said, I, I agree They I think they need to go to a different um, city. They need to just reset the franchise. And I think it'd be really good for the NHL if they did. Um, but this could be an opportunity to make it seem more like a home game, make it seem more I exciting but i don't you, know but, i don't but know are you, but but are you really if you're visiting i don't think it's i don't think they should do it really i'm just get, trying to look really at it get, are you really gonna get riled by five thousand arizona fans like yeah it doesn't seem much of a from the from the arizona i i understand there's not just that many hockey arenas lying in the phoenix area here's but, another question i wonder how many season ticket holders they have if this place only seats five thousand people Right, how are like they going to transfer? How are they impacted? Maybe also, it's only because ticket holder. <laughs> well, right, right because and, what if there's two thousand? What if there's twenty five hundred season ticket holder seats? Yeah, and then right. and, let's say you want to go see a game, and you're traveling from, like you said, New York, or if there's New Yorkers there, but then you have the actual fans who don't have season tickets. I don't know. That could cause issues. Just and. It's actually not far either for anybody that doesn't know. Phoenix to Tempe is only 20 minutes away. Gotcha. So it's not far. And I don't think it's a good look. 
real quick before I, I um, before I guess we wrap up here, but Pinto is there. I don't know if you mentioned this before, but about like when you talked about relocating, do you would you have like a suggestion or has there been talks about ever like like a certain city or like where where do you think they would they would be an okay fit or a better fit? Are there any I've do you have any that, suggestions? I've heard that that, that is a that's a great question. Um, I've heard rumblings about Quebec to get a team again. Um, kind of hard to believe that there was there was a team in Quebec and and then they left. Um, I've I've heard rumblings about that. Um, I don't know if it'll it'll be hockey, but a professional sports team is going to come to Austin, Texas. It's just a matter of when. They already have one, dude. Don't slight the MLS. Don't okay, be disrespectful. Sorry. Sorry, Austin so, FC, dude. Okay, Matthew McConaughey okay. owns the team. All right, all right, all right. Okay, right, okay. So mm. a a a uh, top four sports team Amazing. is going yeah, to yeah. come to Austin. It's 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 not a matter of if; it's just a matter of when. Um, that would that would be interesting. The Dallas Stars are a solid franchise um, in Texas. I think. I think what happened in Nashville when Nashville was getting popular in the late nineties, and then they put the predators there and people were skeptical. They didn't think it could work. Um, and it's, they've been tremendous there. I think the same could happen in, in Austin, Texas, if they got a hockey team. I do. Yeah. Cause that's, if, if you look right now, most popular cities to visit, to live, Austin is right there at the top at, at every single list. I've never been, I want to go. I've heard it's, Awesome from everyone that I've, has I've been. I've watched Real World Austin. I'm sure that's a great time. Maybe I'll get to it right after uh, the next game. Oh no. Um, but real quick yeah. before we uh before we wrap up, Max Khan, okay. name your favorite Arizona Coyote of all time. Oh, that's uh, who's the goalie? Who's the the old goalie? It's a tough name. Tough long. You can do it. Yep. You could do it. It's right on the tip of your tongue. I'm gonna say Mike something. Oh yeah, he he was one of one of the more recent ones when they were in the playoffs in, in the conference finals in 2012. He you're, was the you're thinking of what's the last? Pinto's thinking of Nikolai Kababulin or whatever is. Right? Yeah. I think oh, yeah. I think I played NHL with him. I think I played. Oh, yeah. in, uh, so yeah. who's the guy I'm thinking of? Mike. Mike Smith. Yeah, Mike okay. Smith. Cool, nice cool. Come on, Shane Shane Doan of the Doan family you of dealerships. Know. You should have asked Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy Roenick yep. for Mark's Mark's favorite coyote. <laughs> I know. Uh didn't uh oh Tepo Tepo Newman in too, right? Tepo Newman, yep, yep. Yep. Well I think uh any final thoughts here on, on the stories you may have missed, boys? No, I'm interested. Uh, maybe, I'm interested to maybe. hear more on this Evan McPherson stuff. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow yeah. up on that. Maybe, I maybe we come full circle here. Like, yeah. When we'll, you we'll... are when you are at the stage of your life for a bachelor party in the next three years, let's go to Tempe and we'll go to a game and we'll go check it out. We'll probably be the loudest people there. I'm in. See, there we go. I'm Making in. plans. That's what we do after on a show. round of golf. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm busy now. You could you could throw the ball. I'll let you throw it. I think I'm busy. I'll drive the cart. No, no. Absolutely I'll drive not. The cart. 
No. I'll have a couple, no. I'll have a couple cold ones and I'll be driving the car all around. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, boys, uh, this has been great. I'm glad we did it. Um, I'm looking forward to doing it again. And for anyone who takes the time to listen, um, I hope that you enjoyed it. And I hope that you know that we will get better at this. So thank you for tuning in to the Loss of Step podcast. Once again, I am Mike Marcone with Max Khan, Thomas Pinto, and Mark John DiStefano. Thank you.